Um, last week uh, we did, does any, can anybody tell me what the scripture theme was for the boxes last week? Psalm 119. Psalm 119, right? And every week, how many verses are you supposed to have? How many verses? It's eight. Yes. It's eight. Psalm 119 is broken down into the alphabet, and each segment has eight verses, okay? So Aleph was the first week. Beth is the second week. It's the Hebrew alphabet, and each segment of scriptures is eight verses, and those eight verses can be read in a week. So that's not really overwhelming. That's one, um, that's one, um, passage, that's really one verse a day. I mean, you know, if you really look at it, you can read those eight verses, um, um, you can read those eight verses, uh, individually, you know, one a day, you can read it, you can read that probably twice in a week. Why didn't we pick Psalm 119? Does anybody remember anything from last week? Anybody have an idea why we picked Psalm 119? Let me ask this question. What is significant about Psalm 119? Does anybody remember? It's the longest chapter in the Bible. Okay, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. And so um, we gave you, if you have the church app, and you go to the church app, we put everything for the Scripture Survival Kids, um, kids on the app. We can use it for the teens, but you could also use it for you, okay? So if you go to the church app under resources, you'll see Scripture Survival Kids, and you'll see a picture of all of the documents that were on there. Just a heads up, the church app does not take up a lot of space on your phone. So I know a lot of people are like, I can't give you my app space because <laughs> I need my app space. And I know there's other things that are probably way more important than the Hollow Chapel app. But just in case, um, just if you need to know, the Hollow Chapel app does not take up a lot of space on your phone. But if you go to resources, it's on there. So we gave you a chart like this. And it says, because there's key words that you are going to see in Psalm 119. So if you, what we're going to do today is we're just going to indulge because you should have personal study time. And Psalm 119, the reason why we picked that chapter, because Psalm 119 is a great chapter that teaches you how to live it, okay? How to live what you profess, how to be the Christian that you say you are, but it's hard. It's just really hard. How many of you know it's hard being a believer? It's hard being a Christian. I'm going to tell you another thing. It's hard not being a Christian. <laughs> I know a lot of people think that it might be easier, but it's hard not being a believer because you have no foundation, you have nothing to back you up. So there's some key words in Psalm 119 that you'll see over and over and over again. Um, if you want, if you have the app, you can look, what this handout right now is already on the app, or if you want a handout, I can give it to you right now if you just want to be able to see what we're talking about um, today. Anybody want a copy? Okay, so if you look at here, I gave you... I gave you three sheets, I'm sorry. I gave you Aleph and Beth. And then if you, if you, if I ran out of copies, then you could go on the app right now and pull them up. Who else wanted? Okay. It's two pages. Oh, it's. Aleph and Beth. Oh, okay. It's what I did is because last week's, uh-huh, this is, this is page, this is one through nine. I mean, okay. this is 1 through 8, and Beth is 9 through 16. So that's the, um, but it's, it's, also, it's also online, so if you want to look it up online, you can access it online, okay? So, Psalm 119, if you look what I did is I highlighted some words in color, okay? This is... This is a, this is a, today is a coaching mentoring session, okay? Because this is to teach you how to go, I 
know Byron talked and I have talked to, he does a lot of study on his own at home. So this is how you, uh, Christian, um, Nicole, Naila, Naomi, this is helping you use your scripture, um, scripture uh, survival kits, okay? Um, so I put the chart at the bottom of the page and we highlighted certain words because the more you read Psalm 119, you're going to see these words repeated over and over again. Your law, your word, your commands, your precepts, your statutes, your testimonies, your judgments, and the way of the Lord. So I highlighted them in, in different colors. So, um, Byron, can you read Aleph, which is verses one through eight, the first page, those verses? And if you don't have a sheet, look it up on your Bible. Um... <laughs> If you want to follow along, this is the and he's going to read the NIV version, okay? All right. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all thy heart, their heart. They do not, they do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down percepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways are steadfast in, in obeying your decrees. Then I will not put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteousness, righteousness laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. Okay, now this, this passage is interesting because it almost tells, it almost, the writer is almost saying a couple different things. He's saying, um, I'm just going to share yours, Jordan. He's saying a couple things. He's saying when your ways are blessed, when your ways are blessed, I mean, when your ways are blameless, excuse me, you're blessed. Then he says, blessed are the people who keep God's statutes. Then he says the most impossible thing ever. He said they do nothing wrong, but they follow in his ways. Anybody in here do anything wrong? Like, I know I do, okay? And I follow his ways, but I still do something wrong. So he says, if you obey his precepts, then you're, you're, then you're not going to do anything wrong. They're supposed to be fully obeyed in verse 4. Then he says, oh, then he says in verse 5 something totally different. He says, oh, I wish my ways, I wish I obeyed you, God. Then he says down here in verse 8, I will obey your decrees. So he's saying all these different things. One minute he's saying, if you obey God, everything goes good. Then he goes, oh, boy, it's hard. I wish my ways. Then he goes, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to obey. So how many of you guys feel like that throughout the week? If I do everything God wants, I'm going to be blessed. Oh, my God, I wish I could do it. <laughs> and he goes, okay, okay, I'm going to do it. So you wake up one morning, you're like, I'm going to do my devotion. I'm going to read my word. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then you go, okay, let me go check my email real quick. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I got a Facebook status thing. And so you feel like this verse 1 through 8. If I do it, I'll be blessed. I didn't do it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to do it. So you see, I just want you to see that the word gets your life. The word is saying, like, the writers are real people, okay? They're real people. So he's saying, okay, I understand if I do this, I'm going to get blessed. But it's hard to do. Messed up, didn't do it. Okay, I'm going to go do it, okay? So that's why you got to read it throughout the week. But let's read it now and let's put in some of the definitions, okay? Because what he's saying is if I can do this or if I learn to do it, then I'll start to see a progress. So everybody say this with me. Everybody say, it's a journey. It's, it's a, a journey. journey. It's a process. It's, it's a, a process. process. It's a journey. 
It's a journey. It's a process. It's a process. But the word will help me get it done. But the word will help me get it done. Okay? As a believer, if you try to live life without the word, you're going to keep feeling, you're going to keep seeing that part of your life where you go, oh, man, didn't do it. Oh, man, I didn't do it. And you could be like, okay, I'm going to just pray. The most powerful believer is the believer that prays the word. Because if you pray from your anxiety, if you pray from your worry, if you pray from your doubt, you might be praying, but you're not doing, the Bible talks about effectual prayers, okay? So what you want to do is, and how many of you guys have said, I would probably pray more if I knew what to pray? Like, you know, that's real. I mean, if you knew really the best way to pray, you would probably pray more. That's this, That's what this is. This is you praying the word. This is you praying the word. So you're going, Lord, I want to walk according to your law. Lord, I want to, I want to, I know that you laid down precepts. Lord, help me follow your, your commands today, okay? Now, I'm going to read it through, but I'm going to plug in some of the definitions. Because the other thing is this. We can read the word, but if we read the word and we don't understand what the word is talking about, how can we do it? Right? right. Anybody get that? Right. Yeah. Anybody ever have a hard time understanding what the Bible's talking about? Okay, so yeah. let's look at the color words. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. I'm going to go down to the bottom. Who walk according to the direction, the instruction, the code of law, the established principles of the Lord. Did you see what I did? So law is right here, and this is the definition. So if I want to be blessed, I should at least know what the laws of the Lord are. They're his direction, his instruction, his code of law, his established principles. The reason why we drive on the... Which I just got confused. Thank you. On the right side, I was almost switched and went to Europe. The reason why we were like, I was like, what country am I in? So the reason I remember the first time I went to um, I went to Europe and I was driving again on the opposite side. I felt like I was disobeying the law because I'm used to driving on the right side. So when the driver was driving, I almost threw up because I was like dizzy. It was going against everything. I was like, what in the world? And I was like, oh. You know, and you just feel off, and that's yeah, how it's gonna yeah. feel doing. Anybody ever been to another country that drives on the opposite side? Yeah. You, they do it in Jamaica, and the, so it's like a lot of different places in Europe too. So when you go and you tell your body, we're gonna go on this side of the road, and we're gonna do what God says, your body is gonna be like, I don't even know what this is. What are you talking about? What's going on? But you just say it's okay because in this, for this type of life, these are, this is the direction, the instruction, the code of law, the established principles. Verse 2, blessed are those who keep his statutes. Somebody read for me what statutes are. Actions prescribe, boundary, resolve, permanent rule. Okay. Sometimes boundaries feel like a bad thing. But say this with me. Say God's love. God's love. Is a fence all around me. Is a fence all around me. Okay. It's a fence all around me. We don't want Zachary to go and play on Sepulveda Boulevard, do we? Huh? We don't want Zachary to go play on Sepulveda Boulevard, right? No. 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 We want him to stay within a, a fenced-in area that's safe. So when Sean and Grace and Zachary are all playing, we say, what do we tell them? You guys can run around after church. They can play in here. But when they go to the lobby, when they go to outside to the parking lot, they go to a place where we can't reach them. So God's statues are what? Actions prescribed, boundaries resolved, a permanent rule. God is saying, just stay within this place, and it's all good. Okay. I just want to point something out, too, psychologically. When um, they've done studies and when children have a fence around them, they play in the whole yard. 
but when there's no fence, they play closer to the house, yeah. just psychologically. So if you know that the Lord has a fence all around you, you tend to explore. You're going to explore his word more. You're going to trust him more. That's what it is, is trust him more because, you know, he's got your back. Um, let's look at verse 4. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Naomi, can you tell me what precepts are? If you need any help um, reading that, just let me know. You see where precepts are? Yeah. Okay. Teaching and injunction as to moral conduct the rule of action. Okay. So, an injunction of moral conduct. This is something that should usher me into a certain conduct is behavior. So this is something that's going to help me be morally upright before God. This is a thing. Please listen, because people, we try to come up, our heads try to come up with our own rules and laws and thoughts and stuff like that. It's too much when you try to come up with your rules because we'll change the rules. Somebody did a study with little boys and little girls kind of similar to this, and they said that when little girls play, they go, oh, wait, stop. We should change the rules to say, the da 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 and little girls will change the rules. Boys will be like, that's the rule. So we don't say with the rule. Everything's falling apart, but that's the rule. Girls will be like, okay, stop. This isn't working. We got to change the rule. So that's how we are in our life. If we are living without the word of God, and we're living without doing something, what we're going to do is we're going to keep trying to change the rules. We don't have to understand that Psalm 119 is telling us what? Laws, precepts, statutes, commands, uh, testimonies, and judgments. So you're saying boys don't change the rules, but girls want to change the rules. Okay, you got to I'm just asking. Girls want to change the rules, and boys want to change the rules. And they said in a little girls change the rules more than boys So do. the boys want to adhere to the rules. Little and girls. Okay, and here's the <laughs> Here's a biblical, here's a biblical uh, example to help you. John four, uh, John, um, John five. Anybody ever seen the, the know the story of the woman at the well? Yeah. Okay. The woman at the well that met Jesus and she had like a crazy lifestyle. She was living crazy and everything. There and then, how many of you guys have ever heard of Nicodemus? John three, where he went John to Jesus at night. When the woman at the well met Jesus versus Nicodemus coming to Jesus at night, there is four times as much dialogue with the woman than it was with Nicodemus. Nicodemus came. He was like, "Look, I need to know how do you get saved? How do I live this thing? What does it look like?" And Jesus said, "You do that, that, that. You live. You got to be born again in your spirit, in your mind, in your body." He was like, "Okay, got it. Thanks. I'm out." The girl, Jesus comes to the woman at the well, and he's like, you need to get clean. If you drink this water, you'll never thirst again. She was like, well, how do I know you're who you said you are? And how do I get this? And then another thing is, how do I get it so everybody don't have to talk about me anymore? And, this, and then she said, okay, give me the water. He was like, go get your husband. I don't have a husband. Jesus is like, you're lying. So they have to go through this whole thing. So, you know, it's so funny to me that women come to church more than men, but men get it faster. Okay, it's, it's really funny when you think about it. So we can change. We just, let's just live according to God's rules. He's already got them established. So we don't want to bend them with our view or our 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 understanding or what we think this should be today. We just gotta follow the statutes of the Lord. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Verse um, five. Say this, let's read it together. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Tell me, you guys, that's a prayer you can pray right there. Lord, oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. What's a decree? A formal and authoritative order. 
judicial decision, paternal purpose. Okay, so a decree is, how many of you guys have ever heard of somebody going to court and the judge gives his decree, the judge gives his ruling, the judge says that's what it is? Does that mean you leave the court and say, yeah, that's cool and everything, I'm gonna just go do it the way I want to? No, 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 no. So a decree is an eternal promise from God. This is what God said, this is what God's doing, this is the way God's gonna have it laid out. So a decree is a formal and authoritative order. God has his decrees, he has his ways that he wants things done. So the writer says, I gotta obey your decrees, Lord. I can't come up with my own rules of living. I gotta obey your decrees. Is this helping? Does this make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, then he applies it, he makes it personal, verse six. If I do that, then I won't be put to shame when I consider all your commands. What are his commands, um, Jessica? Um, COVID wisdom, mandate, directives from authority. Amen, okay, a mandate. Anybody know what a mandate is? When somebody, okay, um, if you have, uh, if you're, if you, those of you who are parents or those of you who have nieces and nephews, when you give a child a mandate or you give them something, you're telling them, this is what's supposed to be done. This is what I expect, okay? Yeah. So remember, you can't, <laughs> yes, oh, I know, that's exactly the line I'm on. Um, where, where was I? Um, when I consider all your commands, okay? I have to consider God's mandate and his directives. Pastor Darrell says this all the time. What was God's first directive? When we're following God, when we're waiting on God to do something, he, he started saying this to me when we were married and I was like, that is so true. He goes, why are you trying to do the second thing, the third thing, or the fourth thing? What was God's first directive? What was the first thing he said to you? In order for you to do it, if you do that first thing, you'll be able to follow through. Okay, I'm almost done. Anybody, um, which one are we on now? Seven. Seven. Oh, I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the first thing? Oh, we already did laws. We already did oh, laws and we already did Pastor decrees. Pastor T, she had a question. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing? What you said, just the first, what was the first direction that God gave you to give? Oh, he says, often, he, also, he often says, what was the first directive? So if we're, okay, how many, this is an example. How many of you have ever been to a place where I'm waiting for an answer from God? Or you're waiting for a promise, or you ask God for something, and you don't think you... You, you don't think he heard you or he's doing anything. So one of the first things you may want to do is let me figure out, did I do the first thing that God said? If you ask God, um, I'm going to make up a scenario, so I'm not talking about anybody in specific. Um, uh, let's say um, if you want to buy a house. I'm just coming up with something off the top of my head. You want to buy a house. Yeah. And you know you want to buy a house. And the first thing that God says to you is start, start tithing. And you go, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense because I need to save my money or I need to put a down payment down. So why would I start tithing, giving to the church? And then God just said, and I'm trying to put money away. That doesn't make sense. And God goes, okay, you don't want to do it. That's the first directive. That's the first thing I'm telling you. So you disregard the first thing God says and you keep trying to save, save, save. And you start stacking money away, but you also keep having emergency after emergency and it pulls on your savings. 
Maybe that is an example that I've not been there before. You know, and so I know, you know, that's just kind of standard. Or we pull and we're like, God, what the heck is going on? If you would just bless me so I could buy this house and blah, 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 blah. And God is like, what was the first directive? You're trying to get to the house, but what was the first thing I told you to do? So go back to the first thing he said. What was the first decree? What was the first law? Or, you know, we go in the word. What was the first thing he said? If we follow the first order, then we can get to the second and the third and follow through. Does that, I don't know if that's a if that is a good example. Does that help? Um, yeah, it does. does okay, so here you got it. Here you got it. Highlights from this, Psalm 119. This was last week's reading. That's why I gave you Aleph and Beth. Beth verses um, 9 through 16, those are the readings for, that's the reading for next week, okay? This is the first week's reading. If you have a pen, write it down on your paper. If you don't have a paper, write it down somewhere where you can't forget so you can go back and remember this as you study and go through the Word. These are some basic things. You can't, you can't be a believer and not know the Word of God. That's number one. You got that? What did I just say? You can't be a believer and not believe in the Word of God. Okay. Number two. Number two. You can't be a believer and not know the Word of God. Number two. You have to pray the word of God. Your prayers should be filtered through what the scriptures are saying. So if you don't know what to pray, and we just went through eight, you can say, Lord, this is probably about as real as it gets. Because think about what the writer was saying. I got it in order for my in order for me to be blessed, I have to walk according to the laws of the Lord. And when that happens, that's how I get through. Verse four, you've laid down stuff for me to be, to be, for me to be obedient, excuse me. Verse five, oh my goodness, I wish I could pull it off, okay? Verse eight, okay, I'm gonna do it. And remember, it's a daily grind, it's a daily grind. So some time ago I went through uh, one of my favorite uh, parts of the Bible, Psalm 27, and I pray that every day. So some people say, I don't know what to pray, but the Lord says in Psalm, 97, 27, he says, you are, the writer says, you are my light, you are my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You are the strength of my life. And that's what I pray. I'm like, Lord, you said that you are my life. You said that you are my salvation. You said that no matter what I'm facing, it's going to be all right. You said that you would hide me in the secret of your tabernacle. So when you're praying, if you don't know what to pray, just start praying those things, the scriptures that you know, the, the scriptures where... The Lord is telling you who he is. The Lord is sharing what he's going to do for you, how he's going to be a fence around you. And once you start doing that, the, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, and you'll probably start talking, and you won't really know what you're saying. You may start speaking uh, in your, you know, your heavenly language if you, if you do that. Or you, you just miss, might start speaking in English, and your words are coming out of your mouth because the Spirit of the Lord is taking over and directing your conversation with the Lord, but it starts with the word. Mm -hmm. um, as we close, I want to go back to the sheet that we gave last week, but it's also on the app. If you have the app, this will help you follow up and understand Psalm 119 even better, okay? Psalm 19 works with Psalm 119. Uh, yeah. Psalm 19 works with Psalm 119. Okay? This is what it says. It says, the law of the Lord is perfect. It refreshes the soul. The statutes no, of the Lord are trustworthy. 
It makes a simple lie. The precepts of the Lord are right. It gives joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant and gives light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure and endures forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and altogether righteous. So in Psalm 119, we have all those words that we keep, that you'll keep hearing in every single passage every week. But in Psalm 19, it tells you what each one does. The law of the Lord is perfect. It refreshes the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise and simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and altogether righteous. That's something right there that you can look at this chart and kind of check off each day and say, why do I want the commands, the laws, the statutes, the precepts, the fear of the Lord, the decrees of the Lord? It kind of sounds difficult, but this is the benefit. So it describes them and then it tells the action. And then if you read it in your Bible, it says the most amazing thing. It says they're sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. It says the sweet, they are sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. The law of the Lord is pure. The, the fear of the Lord, the decrees of the Lord is sweeter than the honey. If I can figure out how to get this, I can sweeten up my whole life. I can sweeten up my attitude. I can sweeten up my relationships. I can sweeten up my actions. I can sweeten up all the areas of my life where I'm oh. lacking my tolerance, my patience. Um, one scripture says the good that I would, I can't seem to do it. But that which I hate, why would I want why would I want to follow his decrees? Why would I want to consider all his commands? Because his commands are radiant and give light to the eyes. And so this is not just a study for teens. This is not just a study for kids. But this is a study for us to understand the power of the word. If we can get it in there, if we get it in our life, we can walk in it. We can start to remember it. We put it in a chart form so that you can hear it. So as we... Um, look at Psalm 119, and we'll keep highlighting Psalm 119. These are amazing goals. If you want to upgrade your spiritual life, Psalm 119 is the way to do it because it tells you. And it's, I love it because you'll go down and he'll go. He says in one part of Psalm 119, he says, um, um, it was good for me. It was good for me to be afflicted. How else was I going to learn your righteous judgment? So sometimes it shows you God had to let you go through something difficult in order for you to get the point, for you to learn his judgments, his precepts, his laws, his standards, his decree. And then he goes, thank you, Lord, for doing this. Or he goes, Lord, I love you. I want to walk in your word. I want to walk in your way. Lord, he gives light to my eyes. I understand my life. Because a lot of things we hate, a lot of things we don't want to do. We don't want to, we don't want to do what's right. But when we get the understanding that God's trying to make our eyes radiant, refresh our soul, make the simple wise, give joy to our heart, give light to our eyes, make us all together righteous, then we're like, okay, I get it. It may not be easy, but I get it. Mm -hmm. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. So all we can do yeah. is lead you to the water. This is what God told us. This is this is how God told us to help you upgrade your living. Make these the goals to get Psalm 119 down in your system, in your spirit. We're giving you the tools. It's there if you want it. If you um, if you want these every week, the section will be added to that resource section. So these two sheets. Um, are already in the app, so if you want to pull it up and see those words highlighted, because it's something about seeing laws, decrees, statutes, precepts, judgments, commands highlighted that trigger something in you, and then you have the definitions right there so you know why those are critical, what God is saying in those, and then you can always go back to Psalm 19 
and see the layout of it, okay? Just, I hope that works. Um, this is a study that you could do on your own. Um, and as we close out, um, can somebody, anybody, can somebody go to Psalm 19? Not Psalm 119, but Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Um, any particular is, verse? Huh? I said any particular verse? You can start at, um, you can start at uh, uh, seven. Well, I just read that. Why don't you start at nine? I'm sorry. Okay. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are they are more precious than gold, more they are more precious than gold than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. Okay. And keeping them there is great war. That's a prayer right there. The last part of Psalm 119 is a prayer. Um, indulge me for two minutes. This is just another good way for you to um, learn the word. This, song, this is a song called Sweeter Than the Honey, and this is actually a song singing, um, singing that. And if you want to read along in Psalm 19, but she's singing the, the, this, these words out. Okay, hopefully you can hear it.
his his outside shoes on, put his inside okay, let's shoes pray. on. <laughs> Change his sweater. Let's pray and let's look at the, the list that we get ready to pray. And let's do um let's do this. Let's do this as we get ready to pray. Because this will help us figure out what to pray. Byron, come pray. Okay. Before we pray, Byron, um, let's look at the list real quick. The laws of the Lord, the word of the Lord, the commands, the precepts, the statutes, testimonies, and judgments. And if you want, you can look at Psalm 19, verses 7 through 9, since we just saw. You can look either way. You can look at this sheet, or you can look here. And let's pick... Let's look at the Psalm 19 list. This will be an easy way to do it since we just heard the benefits of them, okay? It's like vitamin C, vitamin D, E, whatever. These are the benefits. So what I want you to do is I want to not try to put anybody on the spot, but I want to pick something that you need us to pray over for you this week, that which one could speak to you the best. The law of the Lord is perfect. Who needs their soul to be refreshed? Um, the statutes of the Lord make the simple wise. The precepts of the Lord give joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord give light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord endures forever. The decrees of the Lord are altogether righteous. Um, some of us may know of laws that are passed that don't seem fair, but what the Bible is saying is that the decrees of the Lord are righteous. They're firm. You can trust in whatever he says. Um, and the two benefits, the gifts of this in verse 11, it says your servant is warned and there's a great reward. Um, so if anybody in here see anything on that list that triggers a prayer for you that you would like this week, because remember last week was Aleph, and it talked about obeying the decrees and the commands, and that's hard, and even the writer said that's hard. Oh, I wish that that was me. This week is uh, Bet, a young man keeping their ways pure, seeking God with all your heart so that we don't stray from his commands. Um, hiding his word in our hearts so that we won't sin against thee. So anybody need their soul refreshed? Anybody want that to be their prayers? Okay, we have Natoya, Jessica, Nicole, Sister Claire, Byron. Are, um, they're praying the laws. Can, can, um, I'm sorry, Ryan Core. Um, um, Noe, can you jot these down for me oh. so I can remember what to pray? Because we want to stand in agreement with you. Um, where, where is that in Beth? Psalm 19. We're looking at Psalm 19, oh. 7 through 9. Um, so we have four people. Is that one, two, three, four, five? Five people praying. We're praying the, um, that the laws of the Lord will come alive in them and their souls will be refreshed. Um, six people, Ms. Angie. Anyone need the statutes of the Lord where it makes the simple wise? You need to be wiser. You need to be wiser concerning some of your decisions, okay? Mm. <laughs> okay. I was like, should I put everybody's in there? Yeah, everybody. I'm going to put error, everybody. Everybody, okay. The precepts of the Lord gives joy to the heart. I'll take that one this week, okay? The commands of the Lord give light to the eyes. That's what I said, for the joy. Oh, you said joy, me and Lance, for joy. Joy for 200. So we got, say the names because I'm typing as. Okay, I'm gonna put some. Air, I'll put air, everybody on that. Everybody on that one too. How many of you guys need to be 
Name of the section. It's resources, and it's the first little block. And it made it bright orange, so you can't help us. Okay. All right, Byron. Pray us through. All right. 